Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. I invite you to check out all of my written work there at that website, Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net, where you can read over 3,800 film reviews. You can even find links to my Twitter feed, my Facebook page, and also get my email if you want to contact me directly. Today I'm going to be looking at a film called The Infiltrator. It's an R-rated movie because of its strong violence language throughout, some sexual content and drug material. It's a dramatic thriller. It runs two hours and seven minutes, and the main star is Brian Cranston. Supporting roles go to John Leguizamo, Diane Kruger, Benjamin Bratt, Juliette Aubrey, Amy Ryan, and Olympia Dukakis. The director is Brad Furman, and the screenplay is by Ellen Brown Furman, and it's based on the book by Robert Mazur. In The Infiltrator, Brian Cranston decides to go to the other side of the drug laws from his stint on the seminal television show Breaking Bad, here he's playing a true-life U.S. Customs agent named Robert Mazur, who in the 1980s would go undercover as a money launderer to bust some of the country's most wanted drug traffickers at the height of the Reagan-era war on drugs. Starting off in 1986, the highly effective operative Mazur is set for retirement when he decides to do one more case in an operation known as Sea Chase to take down the drug man. Only this time, Mazur decides that the only way to actually stop the influx of the narcotics is to follow the money instead of the drugs and to take down the biggest fish in the game as he climbs up the proverbial food chain. Under his new identity of Bob Musella, Mazur plays a high roller with mafia ties who gains the trust of some men within a powerful and deadly Colombian drug cartel channeling through Florida, headed by the notorious drug kingpin Pablo Escobar, investing hundreds of millions of dollars into his sham company operating as a legit business so that it won't draw suspicion. I won't tell you too much more of the plot after that, although it is based on a true story. It's not a very well-known one for most people. It's adapted from Mazur's memoir by Ellen Brown Furman, who is a first-time screenwriter, and she just happens to be the mother of the director, Brad Furman. Now, Brad Furman is a name you might know if you follow movies. He has a couple of Hollywood releases under his belt in such films as The Lincoln Lawyer with Matthew McConaughey and Runner Runner with Ben Affleck and Justin Timberlake. Unfortunately, while The Infiltrator is never really unwatchable, I do think it also feels very much like a true story that's been contorted to fit into the mold of a traditional Hollywood story. It's jazzed up with plenty of fabrications that put much of the film into the realm of complete fiction. Despite quality thespians like John Leguizamo and Amy Ryan and Diane Kruger and Benjamin Bratt, Again, Benjamin Pratt doing his best Ricardo Montalban interpretation. I do think that The Infiltrator plays mostly like a made-for-HBO attempt to riff on directors like Michael Mann and Martin Scorsese, except without their visionary talents, to put it all together without looking like every scene had been made in an assembly line of genre tropes that were culled from one of those Mann or Scorsese movies. It's not all bad. I do think that The Infiltrator benefits from a pretty solid cast here of character actors, including a very fine central performance by the ever-reliable Brian Cranston. He plays Mazur with intelligence and charisma and a good amount of sympathy and probably an equal part sleazy salesman. That's actually pretty convincing. I don't think that this is going to be an Oscar-worthy part for Cranston because the script and the direction are just too formulaic to allow for juicy performances to come forth without feeling artificial 
artificial, but I do think that Cranston does have a natural command of the screen that allows us to care about how Mazer is going to get into and out of this viper pit that he's jumped headfirst into in order to fulfill his required mission. It is interesting to watch Mazer at work. He's a decent family man caught up trying to pass himself off as some scuzzy criminal, but he's so adamant to not actually engage in anything immoral or illegal. So we get such scenes as this prostitute slash stripper that's paid for by one of the baddies to engage in sexual activity with him, but he ends up inventing a fiancé for the reason that he can't indulge in the evening with her. And that further puts his life and the case at risk because the agency then has to put out a rookie female agent to impersonate being his girlfriend. You know, as interesting as that is, unfortunately, I do think that Brad Furman's film is just two fits and starts to hold those occasional grooves for very long. And that leaves the infiltrator feeling more like a collection of story elements that we've seen before in movies that feature undercover agents trying to take down organized crime. We've seen these films since the classic age of Hollywood, and there's no shortage of them. And although many of them are very run-of-the-mill, I mean, we're not that far removed from American Hustle, which was one of the better examples. This one seems like it's cobbled together from a bunch of better films. There are a few too many scenes of Bob trying to maintain a sense of normalcy in his own life with his own wife. It makes it seem like he's not a very good agent because he perpetually is putting her in harm's way by continuing to visit her, taking her out in public, You know, he's a very high-profile guy. There's one particular scene in here. It's very clumsy. It involves Mazur having to give the performance of his lifetime when one of his would-be adversaries runs into him and his wife as they're out for an anniversary dinner. I won't go into the details of what happens there, but the end result is the kind of thing that you'd only see in a commercial movie vehicle like this and one that's not a very good one. There's also a completely manufactured scene that involves some strange voodoo ritual. It's obviously fabricated to bring a big movie moment right in the middle of what would be a very prolonged lull in the film's midsection. So despite trying to be a hard-edged drama, Brad Furman seems pretty reticent on letting loose with this film, perhaps because his mother is the screenwriter and he wants to not embarrass her, I guess. Maybe he shoots several scenes at strip clubs where gangsters go to watch these women who don't actually take any of their clothes off. There's operatives in the cartel that all deal their drugs without actually really showing drug use or much of the content of the drugs. People end up getting killed in this movie in ways that are meant to be startling, but they're not really shown that much on the screen. And we're also two steps ahead of these supposedly surprise hits actually occurring, so they're not really that shocking. Even the soundtrack of the film trots out some pretty overused songs. Curtis Mayfield's Pusher Man, which seems to be played in just about every drug film that is set in the 1970s. This one's set in the 1980s, and yet it's still used here. Rush's Tom Sawyer and the Who's Eminence Front are some classic rock songs that are in here from the 70s again, but you know they're not contemporary to this film. I don't know why they're put in here, perhaps, again, to draw from Michael Mann or Martin Scorsese, who both use classic rock tunes to set the mood of their films, but this one's pretty obvious in the way that it's used. In fact... Uh, the song I Can't Wait by New Shoes is, I think, the only song from the 1980s 
in this film that's actually set in the middle to late 1980s. So I don't know why they weren't more adventurous with the soundtrack here. It's definitely one of my main quibbles when films don't utilize something that could make it actually unique. Now, if there's anything that's truly missing that could make The Infiltrator at least somewhat passable entertainment, I think it's really, when it comes right down to it, a sense of gritty realism that should be employed to make us feel what it's actually like to be an undercover agent in the midst of some of the most deadly men in the world. But we don't get that sense here. Brad Furman seems to want to play in the mud without actually getting any dirt under his fingernails. Now, even with all of the staleness in the presentation, the film does have a certain momentum from time to time, and I think that that's thanks to the acting. The acting was good enough to make me waver throughout the course of the film as to whether I might actually give it the most modest of recommendations or whether I was ultimately going to feel that it falls short. That decision was made easy for me because there was a choice to shoot a finale to this film as if it's some sort of big movie set piece. All of the various plot threads are closed in a very tidy fashion. It's just too much implausibility here for me to overlook, especially since I researched this film and found out that this monumental event didn't actually happen anywhere near the way that it's portrayed in real life. So that makes it feel very inauthentic. And I think that what this film really could use is a lot more authenticity in the way that it plays out. I think that The Infiltrator's greatest irony is that it's about a group of law enforcement agents who must put on the performance of their lifetimes to keep alive long enough to get the evidence that they need in the midst of the most suspicious and the watchful criminals on the planet who are looking at them as if they could be cops, and yet they are able to deliver great performances despite having no acting training, and yet even some of the finest actors in Hollywood cannot convince us in the viewing audience that any of them are who they say they really are throughout most of this very mechanical story that feels completely compromised. I'm giving The Infiltrator two and a half stars out of four, and two and a half stars to my scale means that it had all of the tools, it had the talent here to be at least a passably entertaining film, and yet I can't quite recommend it despite good performances because of the story problems here and the way that Brad Furman has decided to tell his tale in a very rudimentary, very pedestrian fashion. Mediocrity is the most that you should expect from The Infiltrator. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. Please click the subscribe button if you haven't done so already. If you want to support the show, there's two ways you can do it. One is to leave a review on iTunes if you can, if you haven't done so already. And the other is to go to patreon.com slash quipster. Any contribution you can give is greatly appreciated. Don't forget, go to my website and check out all of my written reviews. Check out all of the work by Martin Scorsese and Michael Mann. I have reviews of most of their films on my site. Check it out. Quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R dot net.